0: Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach and I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm looking forward to sharing a Star Aladdin with all of you. I just feel like she and I were meant to connect and finding each other through the Instagram space just makes it so incredible how powerful social media is today. Wouldn't you agree? It makes me smile knowing that we can connect with people that we never would have otherwise thanks to social media. Before I get into today's episode, I wanted to talk about something that I've been sharing in the mid-roll, but you might not have caught it. I mean, this might be your very first episode of the podcast. This week, I started my 10th annual 30-day whole body detox program. You might be wondering what a whole body detox has to do with gratitude. And I'll tell you this, this program that I repeat every spring with the exception of last year, because you know, that whole COVID thing. Anyways, I'm back on track for this year. And one of the reasons I do this program is it really is truly about self love and kindness for my body. I know that I get off track. I know that I get caught up with eating too much sugar, which doesn't make me feel good. And I know that I get to a place where I'm just not feeling great because the foods that I'm eating are not nourishing my body the way that I know that I can be nourished. So I developed this program many years ago, and you'll hear more details about it in the midroll. but I wanted to mention it before we went into the episode today because I'm in it now. I've started it, and I'm just so excited to take not only myself through this again, but to take many of our coaches and clients with us. So if you're thinking, I want to just do something amazing for my body, my mind, my spirit over the next 30 days, please check out our website, 30daywholebodydetox.com. Don't worry if you missed this start date. We actually start every Monday between now and the beginning of June. And we'll support you along the way. So friends, if you're like me and you want to give your body a little bit of extra love and care and attention this month, please check out the 30 day whole body detox. All right, let's get into another episode of the podcast. Star Aladdin was successful by all traditional ways we count, but she was miserable Trained as a teacher, she chose to build a career in sales and marketing and opened her own ad agency. Success came quickly and at the cost of a burnout. This realization and other major life lessons led her to creating the Star's What Would Love Do book and intention cards. Star shares her deeply inspiring and powerful story about how she now intentionally chooses to make love a habit. Please help me welcome Star Aladdin to the podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I am bringing a very special new friend to the podcast. Please welcome Star Aladdin. Hi. Oh, I'm very, very excited to have you on the podcast today. So Star is the creator of a beautiful card deck called Star's What Would Love Do?, And she is on a mission to help you to intentionally choose to make love a habit. Now, she lives on an avocado farm in Southern California. And we're definitely going to talk about that because I'm obsessed with av- avocados. i um, with her two amazing kids, her spouse, their two dogs. Um, she is the founder of the STARS Method. She gives so much to the community. We met through Instagram. I actually reached out and said, I really think that you and I should be having a conversation on the podcast as soon as I saw what she was doing with this beautiful deck of cards. So Star, just so happy to have you here with us today. And I know it's probably a really long journey, but you know, I read the book that comes with a card deck and I'd love it if you could kind of share maybe a little bit of what brought you to having this mission of this intentional choosing to make love a habit.
1: Yeah, no, it was, it's a journey. It was a journey. It's still a journey, right? Um, And thank you for reading the book. (laughs) Um, It's, you know, meant to be kind of um, taken in small bite-sized pieces. But I think like anything, life events really, um, they change us, right? Especially the transformational critical junctures of life where maybe uh, something was really tragic or uh, it just shifted things forever. And um, this was really my healing journey. So I created it because I wanted to look back at some things in my early 40s um, that I was healing from uh, and a tragedy that happened in my family and me trying to look back and make sense of some habits that I had created in my life, some that weren't serving me, some that were and where they came from. So for me, that's really the catalyst that started the the seeds of this. So that happened for me in fifth grade, but it wasn't until I was in my 40s that I really started to dig deep into that. Um so that was really how I came about, you know, this process. And then, oh boy, I think this process took me seven and a half years, 10 total from the thinking idea stage. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if that answered your question, but it was like, I think we all have like, yeah right? Times. Yeah. yeah, So,
0: okay. So I, I mean, I'm now I'm curious, like, what were you doing before this? Like, is this something that you were doing kind of, cause if you, if it was a process that was over 10 years, you were
1: being a parent, being a homeschool parent, what was kind of going on before then? Well, lots of things. So I, um, I started my career, uh, after I graduated from college and university as a teacher. So that's really what I am as a teacher. But I ended up not teaching children other than my junior high and high school experience with my student teaching and went into sales. And I went into the media, um, had a had a many year stint with working in radio, um, behind the scenes in sales, business development, and the internet. I did some stuff with... Uh, you know, dot com stuff in the day and then ended up uh, starting my own ad agency where I did full service. So really it was I did that for 10 years. Um, I had 11 employees. I had all the local kind of clients and uh, I just got burnt out. Really, to be honest with you, I launched a magazine trying to shift and change for entrepreneurs and started teaching like the things that I love to do, which was strategy. And I did strategy. In business for a long, long time. And then I just said, I, there's got to be a better way. That question has really led me in a lot of beautiful places where it's like, I'm not so loving where I'm at. And I got to shift some things and, uh, you know, two children and trying to run a business. And my husband had a business at the time that, you know, we've since sold, but uh, it's like, life sometimes like this picture in our head of what we think our life will be. And we strive and we work and we achieve and we attain. And then all of a sudden we're like, wait a minute, this doesn't feel anything like I thought it would. I got to reassess here, right? So it was around that time where the reassessing started and the journey began for stars, what would love to. So yeah, and I was very successful at it. I did very well at it from all standard Uh, measurements Mm -hmm. of success. And yet I was just really miserable. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I just want to, I just want something else. (laughs) So yeah, that was my journey to find, find happiness in another direction. So.
0: What you said there is just, we need to pause for a moment on that, which is you were successful by all like traditional accounts, right? You, you had strived and achieved and you looked around and went, not, not sure this is what I wanted, not sure I'm happy. And then you took the courageous leap to make that change. For you, was it a moment or was it like over time, you just started to realize less and less of this and I want to do more and more of this?
1: Well, I talk about this in Stars What Would Love Do and the system that I created from it. But what I look, because hindsight is always twenty twenty. <laughs> my mom used to say that all the time to me, and I was like, "What?" And then now I'm like, "Yeah." So it was like our bodies never lie, and the wisdom of our bodies is such a beautiful thing. I think children are very good at this, right? And um, I know that you're really into homeschooling, and I think it was the wisdom of my son who who shared with me about his his truth that made me homeschool him. Um, but I think that it's like, just because someone else prescribes something and it's like the thing that you are supposed to want, doesn't it, it doesn't mean that it is the thing that it'll be, make me happy or you happy. Like what makes me happy may, may make other people very, um, like some people like to live in the middle of the city. I like to be around country and beauty and nature and. I can see two neighbors, you know, that's good for me. Right. But other people are like, no way it's creepy out here. Like, I don't want to be around, you know, it gets too dark out here.
0: (laughs) I'm on your team. I'm on team nature. Uh, My daughter is on team extreme nature. She wants us to own a horse ranch. I'm like, I'm not ready for that just yet. I prefer like an ocean view home. (laughs) That's close (laughs) to the beach. The two don't really, you know, We could be, we actually here. we could be close to the beach and have a small family like ranch at some point, but uh, I feel you on that. I don't feel good in the city. I've never felt good in the city. It's just not the right place for me. And, you know, my sister is the opposite. Like she needs to have, she needs to be closer to the city. She needs to have access to all these things like that. We're just so different in that way. Okay. So then how do you end up living on an avocado farm? (laughs)
1: Okay, I'm travel with you a little bit. So take you back to, we've been in the house, geez, like uh, 18 years now. So take me back. So I've been married 21. We're married and we're we're expecting to plan for the second baby. So my son, um, they're three and a half years, we're like three years apart. And uh, I had my office in town in a like four story high rise. And I remember thinking to myself, like the, one of the reasons I started my own business instead of working in New York and Boston and LA in these high rises with very male dominating kind of energy and go, go, go. It was like, I couldn't even open a window. I was like, I have to be able to open a window. Right. Well, I was closer, but in town, it was still in the fourth story. So I said to my husband, Jim, I'm like, Hey honey, like I don't know how I'm going to make this balance work between breastfeeding and figuring out the balance and Spencer and school. And I like, I think we need to move the office home. And so I can get Spencer to school and I can breastfeed Lily and like work in the same spot. So we need a house that has a guest house that I can convert to every single person. This was, you know, mid early 2000s So this technology was not quite up where we are now where it's so mm-hmm. easy to work from home. And I had a lot of mentors and had I was in a very male dominated business. And most of my mentors were men much older than me. And they're like star that is business suicide, moving your business home. It's not professional. It's this or that. And I was like, if I'm,
0: uh star just froze for those watching the video. So uh, just to bring us back where we were, you mentioned that you were working in a male-dominated industry where you were told if you brought your business home, that would be business suicide.
1: But yeah. Then- yes, business. It was like, that's what was told me. And I was like, cancel, clear, cancel, clear, cancel, clear. No, it's not. I'm like, if they don't want to do business with me, then they're not my client. I'm done. Like I have to be, my family's first. So by some divine intervention... I had seen this ranch house and, uh, some land and then it was like perfect for us. And I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. And then all of a sudden my mom's like, I saw the perfect house for you in the neighborhood. And I'm like, okay. And it was the same house. We went 17 day, days later, we were like moved in. So wow, it had a guest house and everybody that worked for me at the time, we, we like, you know, here we were like, here we were. So, and I was pregnant and, and literally like all within like 30 days, I was pregnant and I was like, couldn't even negotiate the deal with my husband. I was so like, you know, sick with pregnancy stuff. And I go, if it's meant to be honey, you'll figure it out. And he figured it out. And there we are. It was like, it it was a whirlwind. And so that exactly what happened. Like this is, I'm in my, um, my my office which happens to be the guest house and we're here and it's like it's really served us well especially during this last 2020 where everybody needed their own little spaces so yeah it just it happened and I was like I've got to do it the way that it works for my truth right my truth and I and I really was just like that's it and you know when you're pregnant it's like you're you're your nesting and all that. So that was um a huge leap of faith. Still very early in in me building uh the business, but I did it and um I didn't look back. And it was the best decision. I had to find people to fill my office space in town and all of that. But it was like when there's a will, there's a way. Yeah.
0: If you're listening to the podcast, I encourage you to like go back like a minute and a half and just listen to you just packed like a whole lifetime of wisdom in about 90 seconds of podcast interview. And I I literally don't know how you came into my life through Instagram. I don't know how I found you, but.
1: There's a reason why we connected. Really another divine intervention oh my gosh. happening all the time. And it, <laughs> it's so interesting. And I was like,
0: are you open to like sending me a box of your cards so that I can see if it fits for us? I'm like laughing now. I'm like, of course we're meant to connect. Of course. Hey, listen. If you're listening to the podcast, I will make sure that I have the YouTube video link for you because I'm going to just hold up this beautiful box. Look at this box. It's so gorgeous. I know you're thinking I'm only listening, but those are for the video people. And then I love
1: that. I didn't know this. So it tell, so you made it into a trifold. Yes. It's like a tent, like a frame, that pop, a pop-up right? premium frame. And you know it was so funny because my background in marketing right? Right. Okay. I'd always marketed other people's products and I was good at it. I loved doing it. I love the creative process. I had a creative team that, you know, knew the nuts and bolts oh, of all stuff, but
0: just had a jumper. So I was going to pick a card, but I had a jumper when I tried to shuffle. First of all, look at this art. I know again, you can't see it if you're in your podcast and I feel bad for you. You need to come up to YouTube. <laughs> But um, first of all, this art. So tell me about the, just oh, try to describe yeah. as best as you can. What's the symbolism?
1: Each card has a different heart on it, right? Mm-hmm. A story yep. that. Well, I painted all of them. So I had, I don't know what year it was. I really, people keep asking me this. I should know it. It was probably like in 2007. Okay. No, two, I don't know, 2012, whatever. Does it even matter? Whenever it was. I literally, it was my birthday. It was August. And my husband, Jim, and I are like, my whole family is the, we're already farties over here. Okay. And he goes, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, well, I always love to go to the beach, but I go today, I want to go to the beach and I want to stop. I had a dream that I'm supposed to paint 108 hearts and I'm supposed to try watercolor, which I, you know, I was an I was really into art always, but I had never really spent much time with watercolors. And I was like, this is really, this looks fun. So I want to do it. So literally I spent like two months at the kitchen table, like, and on my birthday and, you know, since like into September, uh, painting hearts. And I had no idea what I was supposed to do with them. So I painted them at the time I was running, um, I did, I did business strategy for 10 years after I had the ad agency and I only did strategy. And, um, so I gave some of them away to some of my clients at the time and I was like, yeah, that was felt right. But I think I'm supposed to hang on to these. So I'm one that really is good at listening to the whispers that, that come through. Right. And so, uh, well, you know, Really good. It's as I've gotten older for sure. I'm I don't I don't question. I just I'm like, okay, I trust. So that was how I did the art. And and it actually started out to be two separate projects. It started out to be like, I thought I was gonna write a book, and then I wrote the book. And I was like, yeah, this is good. Correct, like correct what I want to share. But I'm like, it's a little boring. And then I started writing it again. I go, I got to make this a little shorter. People's attention spans, like, like, you know, my whole family is ADD and dyslexic and arty and all sorts of things. So like attention is big in our house and you don't get much of it like for long. So I was like, I need to do this fun. So I had started a deck of cards without images. I had written them in 2011. And I didn't, and then I was going to have some other images with them, but I I I just pushed it aside because I was like, and then it it dawned on me that I need to combine the two projects. Like I have that these hearts I had, like it was kind of three projects. I had this card thing that Mm -hmm. I had done; it was going to be superheroes or something like that, and then I had the hearts, and then I had the book, and I'm like, I just need to make it all into one and make this like fun. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of how like on a short. Term, it just like was like, this would be interesting, like a practice that I could practice love, like in a heartbeat, use it in my parenting, which I do a lot, use it in my relationships, use it in work and business. Like it's, it's, uh, it's like for all ages, people have fun with it that are interested in self reflection and kind of like playing with the source energy that's always around us in the universe. So.
0: We'll be right back to the podcast after this short break. A decade ago, I met this amazing biochemist and scientist, Dr. Libby Weaver, whose passion was all about healthy nutrition, taking care of our liver, and really understanding how digestion and detoxification works. Dr. Libby and I had a personal conversation and we talked about my own digestion. And at the time, it was very odd that every time I would enjoy a healthy whole wheat wrap for lunch, I would have stomach cramps afterwards. I didn't really understand the connection between the food that I was eating and how I was feeling. Dr. Libby gently suggested that I might try taking gluten out of my diet for 30 days to see how I would feel. Now you're probably thinking, what's the big deal? I mean, people go gluten-free all the time. Sure but back then gluten-free wasn't even a thing. In fact, it was extremely difficult to find any gluten-free substitutes. So gluten-free really meant choosing whole foods that did not have gluten in them. This inspired me to create a program called the 30 day whole body detox, which is all about nourishing your body at the cellular level. And it's a gluten-free and dairy-free program that allows you to really understand how your body feels when you nourish it with whole real foods and support yourselves with nutritional supplementation. A few years ago, I found myself in a really bad sugar addiction spiral. I had been eating a lot of eggies, which are candy coated chocolate eggs, and I had been eating them since Valentine's day. And it was time for the 30 day whole body detox. I was so sick from all the sugar that I had been eating that I didn't even feel like doing the program. I had lost all my motivation. I was tired all the time, grumpy. I didn't even realize the effect that the sugar was having on myself. That year, it took me almost two weeks to start to feel like myself again. And I truly believe that if it wasn't for the 30 day whole body detox that year, I would have gotten into a really bad downward spiral that I'm not sure I would have gotten out of in only 14 days. Now, last year would have been our ninth anniversary of the program, but because April of 2020, we were in the throes of the pandemic, I was definitely not interested in doing a detox program and neither were my clients. So we gave it a break for a year which means that I am so looking forward to participating in the 30-day whole body detox again this year. In fact, I'm kind of reminded back to that time when I was dealing with that difficult sugar addiction and how excited I am for the 30-day whole body detox. I'd love to have you join us. It's a wonderful program that really helps you to get back to feeling your best and understanding how different foods make you feel great and other ones don't make you feel so good. To learn more about this program, visit our website, 30daywholebodydetox.com. So if you want to learn more, or if you're interested in joining us, please visit 30daywholebodydetox.com. Now let's get back to the podcast. I love uh, that, you know, it's how to live from love. And there is, there is like a book before the cards and then it explains you how to use the cards and which is important because some people this might be the first time they've ever used any kind of wisdom cards oracle cards you know whatever it is and so I love that you explain it and then like this is a book so again I'm showing this to the podcast people sorry but it is like it comes with a a, a fairly you know substantial book. And then each card is alphabetical, which I appreciate. <laughs> Some of the decks when it's not
1: alphabetical and you're like, I can't find the card name. So your cards are and all numbered. numbered oh yeah. I- and numbered. The organizational fiend yeah. in me is like, gotta be easy. And the color tabs. Oh, the color tabs. It's 320 pages. So it's That's like love it. the color coded tabs that go with the numbers. So you can look it up numeric n- n- by the number on the card, or you can look For it up color. alphabetically. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's literally
0: one of the best, like <laughs> user-friendly decks I've ever received. And it's just so beautiful. And the card, I like the size too. Cause again, for my daughter, who's, you know, younger with smaller hands, like they feel exactly. it in her hands. Exactly. They have a nice texture. And then, so I, so I was shuffling the so I wanted to grab a card and I got a card that says generosity. So generosity, I'm just reading from the book. Uh, generosity comes from a place of abundance within our own spirit. And then you go into quite, you know, quite a good explanation of, of generosity. And then I love how you have what would love do, and then practice with your thoughts, practice with your words and practice with your deeds. So you can actually do something. And then there's dedication affirmations. Like this is quite What I love is that you could you can pick and choose how much of the how deep you're going to go with a card in a day, and you've given us so many options. Now I do have a question that I've wanted to ask you for a while. So why are there three brackets around love, like surrounding love?
1: Oh yes. So you know I'm such a visual person, and I feel like this project is about people spreading love and sharing love the love they have in their hearts with others. And it's like the ripple effect. So for me, it was like representing this, like almost like a vibration of love, the ex, like out into the world, this ripple effect. And I call everybody that, you know, practices like, you know, it's like they're love spreaders. So, I mean,
0: Oh my gosh, I, between you and the love spreaders and me and the gratitude ambassadors, like I think we got, <laughs> we got it covered. We got it covered. We got it covered. I was curious. I was like cuz that's in your Instagram profile. It's on the book. I was like there's a meaning to it. And it's interesting because um I'll tell you all a little secret. When I do a podcast, I make a few notes on my guest and I put it on a sticky note in front of me so I'm not looking down at notes. It's the, whatever I need, it's in front of me. And I wrote love the way that you wrote it. And all of a sudden, when I wrote it that way and looked at it in that way, I actually understood what it was. Whereas before I'd been like, I'm what, what, I don't quite understand. But when I wrote it, it looks like love is literally reverberating.
1: Yeah. So that's the point. Yeah. So that I'm glad you got it. Like it's and I, you know, it's it's like uh I think especially now, we all need to love, love ourselves. And the cards are each an expression of love, right? So there's patience and joy, gratitude, um, (laughs) favorite card. I know, right. It is actually one of my favorite hearts that I painted, um, intention. So there's so many, uh, ways to express love, right? yeah,
0: I just, so it's interesting. Cause I was like, I don't know, I've got a deck I'm using. I'm really happy with it. And then I got yours and like, it took me a minute to kind of get into it. Cause I was like, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty, you know? And then as soon as I kind of dove into it, I am like, I get this deck and I love it. And, um, I love the work that you put into it. And I love that it's like a combination, as you said, of your art and your words and just bringing everything together. I think that's amazing. Now you told me that you love to bring people together. So you put together a private Facebook group. Tell us what happens in there.
1: Well, I, you know, a lot of the things that you mentioned were because of my private Facebook group. So it's, you know, for me, this was a love project, right? So it's my full-time thing now, but when I started it, it was like, I'm not allowed to work on this project unless I am totally in the mindset of love because I need to become it. That's, I mean, this, this I created for me, right? Like for me to practice as a human having a spiritual experience on this planet, like I need to remember this every second of every day as often as I can. So I started with a few friends that I said, Hey guys, like I need some, I was in a, you know, a a mastermind group. And I said, anybody want to come along on this ride with me and give me their feedback. If you like cards and you want to play with them, like, and so I did like, so for two years, maybe three, I literally like, I played with them. I would do card readings for them. I'm like, does this, because it was in my head and I needed to get it out. And it was like, when I was trying to explain it to like my dad, or my family, my you know, they were like, That sounds good, start. Like, I don't know what you're doing, but okay. Like <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine know. that that no, conversation, and, right? And like wh- what like, is this? I have this, it's like how to get yeah. it out. So they helped me pick the size of the cards, they oh, okay. they helped me pick the logo, they 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 gave me their input. Like, so I would create something and I'm like, Do you li-? they're like, I don't like that. It doesn't make sense, or can you do this or that? And I'd be like, Okay, so it really was tested um by the users not you know not just what was in my head and what I wanted to create and it was a hell yes for them about the size of the cards yeah there's and it I love the care
0: in the the whole packaging of it like the way it's put together the tenting of the so you can put your card there there is a real beauty about the way that the whole thing is put together and I think I just, I, there's so much care in this project. And I really see that. And I think that's what really attracted me to you, it is the amount of care and the love. Now, you also, um, I don't know if this came before or after the cards, but you created something called the stars method. So was yeah, that before or after this project?
1: Or during? Well, it was all a part of it. So, okay. um, and definitely, you know, what I like, so I just basically looked at my life and said, what is it that has always made me happy? And it's literally the method of, you know, in the book, like we, like we create our happiness and we have to do certain things to live into love. So we have, um, I have a like, so I have that free Facebook group for anybody who wants to join. Um, It's just called stars. What would love do? And we have like sheets and stuff in there for you to do. I do card readings, but the stars method is really just essentially the book, right? It's, it's like the method that we go through. And, you know, when you look at each card, I'll take you, I take you through it. So it's like, I give, you know, the, the antidote. So like gratitude is the antidote for miserliness, right. Or for feeling lack or feeling less than, right. So it's like these understanding the process. So, um, the star method is really something that, um, we've been, you know, I found over the method of the days and I'm just looking at something here. Like anyway. Yeah. I, I think this is great that you
0: brought everything together in such a way that you know, you connected a way of teaching being from a teaching past to a way of your written work to a way of a daily practice. And for me, that's a big part of what gratitude is all about is having a daily practice of gratitude. Yeah. And you, I can see are really aligned with having that daily practice. Like you I'll say it again, intentionally choose to make love a habit and What I think is so interesting, and I've been reading about this more and more, is that love, we tend to think about love as like a romantic thing or we love our children. But what I understand it is that love is actually so much more than that. And it's really the energy that can transmute the world in a way that we might not have ever thought of before. Um, I was reading it in, I don't know if you've read the way of the wizard by Deepak Chopra.
1: I haven't read that yet.
0: Is oh, it it's an oldie, but a goodie. I just like uncovered it. You know, when you like go through your books and you're like, Oh, this book I haven't read in forever. It's 25 years old. So amazing. star Cause he really does talk about the wizard talks about love being this like force oh, wow. and this okay. like Energy that we don't. Most humans, right? We're having a spiritual being having a human experience. Uh, don't understand that it's so much more. So, you know, tell me a little bit about more. Like when you say the word love, when you are helping people to get into that place of love every day, what is that for Star?
1: You know, it's. Um, I think that in our modern society, we misunderstand and. Um, for me, what it is, is just to be in that place of, I'll, I'll describe it as a feeling, right? Like a positive feeling, right? Love always, always makes you feel better, right? I've never met a problem that I can't fix, no matter how tragic or horrible. Love is the antidote for all our human problems, at least every human problem I've ever experienced. And we, I do it imperfectly. So I need reminders to get myself into that energy space. It's the same thing of what um, gratitude does. Any virtue, and I don't mean like, I mean, virtue in the sense of virtue, not virtue in sexual, okay? Like, like anything that's pure from the heart is going to heal, period. And, and it's like, it can't be mixed with anger or spite or bitterness or so much arrogance or pride because all those things, all those feelings that I've described that are icky, it's like, or lack or um, miserliness or not enough feeling like all of those feelings, they're just going to create suffering for us. And so I think what we tell ourselves, what we speak to ourselves in our own private spaces, in our quiet moments, when we are with ourselves, we will create in feelings. And that's why the body is a wisdom vessel that is the tuning fork for our lives. If we want to live a life we absolutely love, we need to speak it, we need to be it, we need to embody it through our thoughts, words, and deeds. And everything starts with intention and thoughts. So, I mean, there's a lot of people that talk about this, you know, Joe Dispenza Mm -hmm. and Marissa so-and-so and and Brene Brown studies literally this stuff like virtue and, and give science, science is catching up with kind of these truths that have always been true. Right. But we have to have the courage to actually apply them in our lives and see for ourselves, like, how does this land for me? Don't take my word for it. You know, like we've got to practice this in our own experience. And that's what the cards are, is a tool for me and anyone else who cares to join me in practicing it. And a lot of people that use my cards are not card people. Like right. they're not, they're, they're not tarot card, wisdom, Oracle. They don't even know about that. Like I had to, sh- I mean, I wasn't really when I started, I mean, I'd done a little here and there, but there's a whole world of people yeah. that, that, I mean, on Kickstarter is where I I launched it. Right. I, I mean, I did a lot of research. I probably bought 30 decks with, from artists. I bought this grief deck that I'm waiting to come in. I mean grief deck like that's amazing
0: like it is it's a whole world I um, world in my in my world that I live in I actually I have several people that are angel card readers um so I, I got into this card world a number of years ago and then one of my mentors actually she does a really cool practice called body code which is um it's emotion code but even more so and it and so she does body code practice as well and then she often she, every time i say something she'll like did you pull a card i'm like no
1: not uh-huh. get a card
0: i actually can't wait to share this with her cuz i told her i was interviewing you today i said you have to check out this deck because it's what i do love like what you said is it's kind of a deck for everybody and it's a good intro deck cuz it's like words you know Right, yep. doesn't have like my deck has like words like starseed and Lemuria and you know Mitaken. Like if you've never been, had a deck before, you're like I I don't I don't know what that means. Like I'm not resonating. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is like we're talking about other planets. Okay, so that's not <laughs> my category. It might be for some people, there's cards I, for everything. That's is, the thing that I know so cool to me. It's, it's so like, cool. You and know, you, but yeah, I love too that you have. There's so many cards, and I like I said, I love that it's it's like it's simple. I have the word and I have a quote. And then I decide how much I want to dig into the practice. Mm -hmm. You mentioned about the truths that are, that have always been there and we're, we're bringing them back. You know, we're reminding ourselves of it. So one book that I'm studying right now, so I'm studying this with, I work with this amazing, amazing group of women and men. We meet uh, every day. We do, um, we do, we work together, we do mindset, we do physical activity. And we are studying think and grow rich the original Napoleon Hill. Now we can be critical of Napoleon Hill for, you know, being really male dominated and all that, but that was, that was his time. And he wrote and studied from that perspective and the truths that he found are still applicable today. And this whole, um, Thoughts become things like that really mm-hmm. is like, if you're going to take one thing from thinking we're rich, it's like your thoughts are literally designing your future. And I feel that's like when we choose love as our thought, yeah, everything that comes after that is so powerful. So
1: I, lo- I like yeah. that book. Actually, I read that meant I, I gave that book away to so many people. Like it's a great, it's a great it's book. A great book. It
0: is, and sometimes I mean, there's a lot to learn it.
1: from it. It's simply because written. It's older, he's actually, yeah, uh, also re- re- wrote some other books that are really uh, worth it diving into, also, but you know, not for the faint of heart. Um, but I think all of them, like Zig Ziglar and yes. Leo Bascalia, oh, like yes. I don't know if you ever remember him. He was all about love. I was a kid, like watching my mom watch. You know, Norman, Leo
0: Norman Vincent Price. I think was the yes, one who inspired,
1: so, yeah. So, I mean, but the truth is, is that, you know, none of the stuff that I teach or that I share is new. It's, it is, it, it's just like, it resonates because it's true, right? I'm just happened to be a marketer and a packager and my own experience in my own way. I tried to cut out as much of the fat is possible to make it short, sweet, and to the point. And if you're a writer and listening, you understand how much work it is to make something meaningful and short. Yeah.
0: Speaking of short, I just took a look at our clock and realized we've been chatting for quite some time. So la la uh, la la. la. Okay. Listen, (laughs) before I wrap things up, what I just want to hear from you is, can you share with me? So you do all these beautiful love practices and maybe your gratitude practices are really all wrapped into one, but is there anything specifically that you do that's a specific gratitude type practice?
1: Um, I have a morning page that I do. It's called happy as a habit that I've been doing. And it's just a sheet that I created for myself. And I do a body check-in. Um, like, how am I doing? Like, I think you have to first recognize where I'm at. Like, am I, it's a good day. I'm feeling really full. It's a, a not a great day, right? Um, and I got to do some work. So then it's like, oh, I got to do some work. So I'm going to focus. Maybe I'm going to think about my friend or my friend who's suffering or in grief. And I'm going to just send some energy to her or, um, like I, I, I literally, it changes every day. I pull a card for myself. Um, and then I, I think about it. So I'll pick thoughts, words, or deeds, and that'll be what I practice, um I do a brain dump because I always have so many creative ideas going on so if something comes up like and I just fill this sheet out and then I I can I can start out my day on the right you know right set and I meditate. I'm a meditator. I'm a meta I, I'm a meditator. I've been a meditation teacher for over 10 years. Um and I think, you know, meditation helps me live in love. So it's really just bringing that feeling to my heart center. All meditation is, people think meditation is hard. They're like, I can't do it. I'm like, yes, you can. Everybody does it. If you've had any good feelings, you've meditated. That's what meditation does is bring good feelings. It's protection. It's mental protection. That's what meditation does. That's what love does. That's what gratitude does. So those are my practices. You know, I have other practices that I do when I, tools in my toolbox when I need them, but essentially it's like, you know, what are the words I'm telling myself? And if I need to change the story and the language around that to create a painted picture that is more of the outcome I want, then I do that. So, you know, it's powerful. Words are powerful.
0: I've said it many times on this podcast, your word is your wand.
1: Right? Yes, that's beautiful. Yeah. Wand. Yeah.
0: Oh, Star, I knew this would be juicy, but it's juicy on a level that I hadn't expected. I, uh, I know we kind of, we went really deep in some places and that's okay because there are so many pieces of wisdom. Like I'm excited to listen to this again. So I'm sure our listeners will feel the same way. Now, from what I understand, it's pretty easy to find you. Just go to your website.
1: Mm-hmm. So yep. Star Ladin, L-A-D-I-N. So it's L is in love, A- d is in do so and there's all sorts of stuff on there so and i found you through instagram which i love because you're always sharing your
0: cards but little bits and pieces of your life too and it's a, a great way to connect uh i love instagram because of the way that we connect really through our images and our words and less a lot less drama than other places but We'll also be finding each other on Facebook. I'm excited to be a part of your community that you've created through your private Facebook group. And just, I can't wait to share this with our community and our audience. So thank you so, so much, Star.
1: Thank you so much, Julie, for, you know, sharing me and meeting you. I can't wait to see where we go next.
0: (laughs) I agree, my friend. I agree. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the wake up with gratitude podcast name to make sure that you are alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.